0: I'm Rachel here with Ari, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. This week, we're on episode 186, and we're asking, how do you find your writer voice? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. So this week, we're going to be talking about your writer voice, and Ari wrote way better notes than I did. Um, my non-existent notes, I guess I should say. So I'm going to steal what she wrote and we're going to begin with defining the writer voice. And in a nutshell, it's a personal expression specific to that writer, a mixture of the writer's style, tone, syntax, choice, and personality. And part of the writer voice can be found within how they create their character voices. It can also be in their structure, their pacing, et cetera, et cetera. It is considered as an identifier. There are many famous writers who can be identified from pieces of their word-by-word choice, tone, and structure alone. I can't think of any at the top of my head, to be brutally honest. Who? Shakespeare. Oh, Shakespeare. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. See, Ari's more on top of it today than I am. Now, this obviously isn't supposed to be confused with the character voice, which is a unique tone and style Given to your different characters to differentiate between the two of them. So, we're not talking about character voice. We're talking about our writer voice. And basically, in a nutshell, that's the way that we write. So, how exactly do you go about finding your writer voice? You got to write. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Just write. And it's difficult. It's difficult to do. You can't just sit down and write on your computer or in a notebook and say, wow, what a masterpiece I wrote. Nobody actually says that. (laughs) No, it's imposter syndrome. None of us think that we actually wrote a masterpiece, but you don't sit there and you like some days the words flow, but your writer voice is going to change from time to time. It's going to change from day to day, month to month, year to year. The more you write and the more practice you get, your writer voice is going to change. And it's also going to change depending on the genre that you write as well. And I know that kind of happens with me a lot when I write my fantasy stories, my tone, my style is so different from when I write my cozy mysteries. Is it right? Is it wrong? No, not really. It's just the way that I tell the story. And I also just want to add that everybody's writer voice is unique. There's no right or wrong way to write. There are right and wrong ways to edit, but there are no right or wrong ways to write. So whatever your voice is, that's you. That is your writer voice, be proud
1: of it, and just roll with it. Yeah, just bouncing off what Rachel said, something else that happens with writer's voice is the more you write and the older you get. So when we say write a lot, it doesn't mean just like write every day for like three months. That's not enough. In my eyes, this is personal opinion, personal opinion, but the more you write, the longer you write, the years will all add to the development of your voice. You can usually tell a writer who has written their first story in a very short space of time, especially if they're not someone who's been writing for a long time. If they've just come to the the art of writing and decided, you know what, I want to write a story and they write and they write it for a few months and they bring it out not all the time. Some people are just, they have this incredible talent. But a lot of the time you can tell there's there's a little bit missing and it's often the writer's voice. And that's not wrong. It's just that it takes time to develop layers on the writing voice. And I find the more years you write, the older you get. Because as we said, it's a personal expression. It's a mixture of your tone and your style and your personality. And those change those things that you had when you were a teenager will be different in your twenties and in your thirties and in your fifties and sixties, it changes because experience adds to it and what you go through or how you mature and what, you know, what your life is like and and culture and everything add to who you are. And in a kind of roundabout way, the way you write and your expression. So it all, it all connects like a, a big web. And the longer you write, the more years behind you, the stronger the tone, you know, forms. It, it, it will change and it will grow and adapt, but there will always be this kind of sense of you. And you never know if you become a really big, famous writer, you might be one of those writers that you can be identified by your writing without anyone knowing the book or anything. You never know, you know, we can all aim for that. So with that, <laughs> wait, do you want to say something? I can stop.
0: I was just going to agree with you. Okay. Um... I I absolutely think age is a huge, huge factor of finding your writer voice because I already mentioned that it's going to change over time and also like depending on what project you're working on, what genre, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, you bring up a really good point. Age has a huge, huge, is a huge, huge component to it. Like my writing voice now is vastly different from when I was 10. And that should be the case. Nobody wants to read a cozy mystery written by a 10-year-old. That's I don't even never know. I was just going to say maybe you would. Who knows? I bet you it would be quite fascinating. Um, I don't know if it would be fascinating in a good way or a bad way, but it would be fascinating. Uh, But yeah, I think your age certainly. And I think I also kind of touched upon this is that when your writer voice changes, that's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing because it means you're getting more experience and and the like. So as you get older and your writer voice changes, it is kind of annoying because sometimes you feel like you're just gonna be able to sit down and be able to write. And then you realize that you start writing things differently. But nine times out of 10, you're gonna write a paragraph or a sentence or something and say to yourself, oh, that's a really good vocabulary word. And it's you're gonna kind of see the change in a way. A lot of times I feel like we don't necessarily pay attention to it. But there are times where you will sit down you'll write something and you'll take a step back and you'll reread it to yourself and you'll say wow that was pretty good and then you can look back at your other previous writing that you wrote a year ago and you can see the change and see how much you've grown as a writer
1: yeah that is that is true it's it's why we say you should you should keep old writings not everything let's not clutter the house up if you if you don't want to use them but You should definitely keep some of your old writings and look back over five years and 10 years to see how you've grown and how you've changed. If I go back to when I first started writing Dark Heart so many, many, many years ago, it was quite angsty in places because I was a lot younger and I was quite angsty at that time and it came out in spades. Oh my God, it was so angsty. And one of the things people don't always realise, it's like with any skill, or any anything when you're learning. Uh, this is going to be hard because we're on audio and not really video. But think of it like a graph or a or or a hill, right? So as you learn, there's a big steep learning curve, right? So imagine a graph it's like going along flat and then it starts going up in a nice I'm just trying to remember the words. Trajectory? Like, like a like a yeah, yeah, the trajectory. It's like a nice like a, going up a hill and you've got because you've got a lot more to learn right so your learning increase is like say it's like um 45 degree angle there you go couldn't remember the angles so say it's like a 45 degree angle and you're going up this hill of learning and knowledge eventually you get to a point where you kind of plateau because you've gone from being, say you were a teenager and you didn't know the rules of grammar and you didn't know the rules of structure. And you didn't know archetypes and tropes or character voices or anything like that. So you have all of this information to learn. So your learning experience is greater and you've got a lot to learn. When you get to a certain level, you know a lot of this stuff. And we're not saying there's nothing left to learn. There is always something left to learn. But instead of it being this 45 degree angle up a hill, now maybe it's only about a 20 degree angle or 15. And it kind of plateaus. And I find that is where you start to really feel your writing force. Again, personal opinion before anyone, before anyone goes for me. So it's at that bit where you've got the years behind you, you've gone through all the mistakes, you've figured out, how your style works why you write the way you do you know there there are reasons you'll pick certain words and you'll pick certain tones and you'll structure your story in a certain way and at the beginning you might try lots of different things but as you get older and you've written longer and more stories and whatever whether you're published or not if you've been writing for 30 years and you haven't published anything that still says something. You'll still have a larger amount of experience than someone who may have published three books, but has only been writing for a year. So it's all about like the experience of writing. And so when you get to that plateau, there's not as much to change because yes, things will still change in your life, your personality, your experiences, but the learning will be slightly different. And I find that's this nice little sweet spot of where you really start to feel your writing voice. When I look back at old writings, I can hear my voice in my stories, but it's nowhere near as clear as it is now. I can I can see it in all my writing now. And it's the same. It just threads through everything. Whereas I go back and I, I look and it's not just the cringe of, oh my God, did I write that angsty crap? <laughs> it's Like so much has changed. And I still have angsty moments now, in my 40s, it happens, but it doesn't get in the writing anymore because I already have a basis of what my voice is. I'm
0: laughing because you're saying that you still go through angsty moments, but they don't show up in your writing as often because you already have established your voice. I... i'm gonna be bringing back short story sunday on my blog starting in 2024 so i already started writing a few of the short stories and flash fiction every single one of them is about death and dying and grief and and i'm having the time of my life writing them which is the funniest part they're damn good i mean maybe you guys won't think so because every you know writing is subjective But I'm actually really enjoying my time writing about the Grim Reaper. And it's probably one of the best pieces of writing I've written in a really long time. And that kind of goes with the writer voice. Is the writing well written to me? Because I'm finding a different writer voice for myself. Or I'm stepping into more of my writer voice. And like I'm becoming more comfortable with it. Or am I just having a phase? I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. But that kind of goes along with what we were both saying. It's going to change. And, you know, one day you're going to be writing Sunshine and
1: Rainbows, and the next day you're going to be, like, following the Grim Reaper (laughs) around. I think it's, to be fair, even if you're writing Sunshine and Roses and then The Grim Reaper, there will still be those same threads that fall through that are like the basis, like the very foundation of your voice, which is probably why you enjoy writing The Grim Reaper and the death stories right now. <laughs> I am looking forward to reading those, I have to say. I'm really looking forward to
0: sharing them, which is <laughs> which is really interesting because normally I have imposter syndrome and I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. Should I really post this on the blog? But I'm actually really eager to post it online and see what people think about it. Good. Which that in (laughs) itself is different, so we'll see how it goes.
1: So with that, we're we're obviously we're saying like, you know, write a lot. That's the best way to find your writing voice, write a lot. And obviously you can draw inspiration from around you. However, don't copy other writers' styles and flow you do need to let your own shine through and if you're starting out i i understand reading certain books and trying to mimic their style but you have to be careful because you can get yourself caught into a sort of spiral where that's all you do and you're stuck sort of with this other person's voice that's not your authentic voice so it kind of sounds disingenuous so you need to put more more writing into your style and your structure and your tone and your choices so don't be using words that you wouldn't use I mean no one's saying stick to the vocabulary you know you know we all go on and look at the thesaurus and go I need another word for this (laughs) I definitely do that but if you're using a lot of convoluted words that you would never normally use and it doesn't work you know it's not like the character is very specific who would use that it might be that you're just trying to mimic somebody else's style and again, it's your—it's how you see the world, your morals, your perspectives, your experience. That's what should come through with your writing. It adds to the tapestry of the writing voice, which is why you've got to be very careful about just kind of lobbing on to one writer that you like and reading everything about theirs and to the point where when you start writing your story, it starts to bring some of their voice in and it can happen. It's one of the reasons I've always been a little bit um a little bit wary of fan fiction. I am personally not a fan. I know a lot of people are, and I know a lot of people who write very good fan fiction. However, there are it's too easy with certain fan fiction, especially people who get like really connected to it, where you can end up writing somebody else's voice because you're you're stuck in this whole fan fiction world of somebody else's story, somebody else's character, somebody else's world and their creation that you're you're almost using their tone and their voice because well you're using their characters so there's nothing wrong with try you know like if if uh, the author is okay with you doing fan fiction and you obviously aren't trying to sell it or make any money off it because that's when it's wrong you know if, if it's helping you to develop your writing that's one thing but if you're just kind of not learning your own craft because you're only writing fan fiction and you're not moving outside to use your own experiences and your own creations that's when it can get a bit dicey
0: no i do i do agree with you on that you do need to be careful with fan fiction but on the other hand i find that fan fiction can be like an introductory course for writing especially depending on your age like i started writing fan fiction like when i started writing at the age of 10, it started with fan fiction. I wrote Ninja Turtle fan fiction, Pokemon fan fiction, Warriors fan fiction. You know, I had like over a hundred stories on fanfiction.net and I had a really good time with it. And it was a great community of writers. And it does get to a point where you do obviously start off writing in a very similar story tone and style as like the original shows, the original books, whatever you're writing fanfiction of. But the more you write it, the more you do find your writer's voice and you step into the characters. I remember when I was writing, I wrote so many different fan fiction pieces and then it got to a point where I was coming up with so many ideas that I was like, maybe it's time that I start throwing these ideas into original work with an original cast of characters. I I don't know how it is for other people. But for me, there was like this turning point in my writing experience, where I just kind of I was ready to take that next step into creating original work. If you do write fan fiction, obviously, I agree with Ari, do not publish it, do not sell it, do not you know, post on Amazon and things like that. If you want to share it on your blog and make no money off of it and just, you know, add the disclaimer, that was a big thing on fanfiction.net. Every chapter, every piece of fanfiction needed to have a disclaimer at the beginning saying that you didn't own the characters, you didn't own the settings or anything like that. But yeah, I think it can be a good starting point as long as you're careful with it. And as you get older and as you learn what genres you like, what you don't like, start taking your ideas and throwing original characters into the mix and go from there. That certainly helps you find your writer voice. I find this can happen with reading as well. I think Ari already mentioned that if you read the same author over and over, it's very easy to just write down everything that you just kind of absorb their writer voice and put it pen to paper yourself. Obviously, reading is important, It helps you learn the ins and outs of storytelling, but not necessarily writing. You can see the character development. You can see the world building. But when it's your turn to do that for your own stories, it's difficult to do. So I think reading can help. It can show you which direction you can go. But when it comes to actually writing and describing your world and writing dialogue, that's something you need to figure out on your own.
1: We've said this before but read wide. Yes, you might like fantasy. Yes, you might like mystery. But if you can read other genres, even just every now and then throw in the odd romance, horror, action, sci-fi, whatever, different authors, you know, from different ages, just try some classics, try some, you know, poetry, read some plays, read some flash fiction, read those, you know, giant, if you can, those giant tomes of books. It just gives you a wider variety to pick from and to kind of build your own voice from. If you're only reading the same, you know, I only read YA, where it's a female protagonist and she's a special character and she's in high school at this specific age, and it's all the same. I'm not saying all the stories are the same, but this, they all have the same kind of feel. You're going to be limited than if you were reading Pride and Prejudice and then Don Quixote and then something more modern can't think of um give me a sci-fi i need a sci-fi <laughs> i can't think of any sci-fis at all aliens you know they've they've made it into books you know the alien trilogy i know it's not like a new like back from this you know the, the movie was in the 70s but yeah so just lots of different things i'm not saying you have to read it all the time i still mostly read fantasy books but i read urban fantasy i read ya fantasy i read sci-fi fantasy I mean adult fantasy I try and mix it up but I also do throw in some you know I I read some Sherlock Holmes books I've read some um I've tried to read some of the classics it takes me a lot longer but you know you try and get in there I've read some plays it just helps to kind of give you a nice general view of other things and it helps you to stretch out a little bit more I mean that's not just for your voice that's just good good experience just to, to you know read lots of different things from different authors, try them. And if you're not sure how well you're going to do, there's a lot of short stories. So you could read a horror short story and a sci-fi short story and a romance short story. So you still get in the feel of them, but you're not having to read something huge. So that's just my thought. Okay. That's it.
0: No, oh, I agree. Cause obviously it does help to see all the different styles of writer voices, but in the end, your writer voice is supposed to be unique to you, because nobody can write like you can. But yeah, it's it may take a while to find your writing voice. But when you find it, it'll be a good feeling. And just hold on to it. I know imposter syndrome can be a pain in the butt, especially like if you're reading something that's really popular, and then you write something and you're like, Oh, well, this isn't as good as that. You just got to push past it. Because your writing voice is not supposed to be like That other book. It's not supposed to be like that other author, that other series. None of that. It's supposed to be just you and your voice, your personality, your style, your tone. End of story. Ah, No pun intended. With that said, we're going to turn it over to you guys because Rachel's on three cups of coffee and she's starting to get loopy. So, have you found your writing voice yet? Let us know your answers in the comments so we can chat about it. And remember, we do release a new episode every Wednesday. Next week, we're discussing whether you need unique story ideas. So it kind of goes along with the unique writing voice. We did not plan that. So to ensure you don't miss it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your way out. And as always, thank you for listening to the Merry Writer Podcast. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Reams of Paper. We are killing trees. The music titled Inspired is by Conan McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.